This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. morning and welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Callender. Again, quite a bit happened Tuesday night in the world of sports, and part of the issue is the fact that even as Cam and I were going through the podcast last night, we had the breaking news of Kristaps Porzingis uh, tearing his ACL, so I didn't even get to fully digest the gravity of the situation last night, so... Now it's time to lament on just the state of the Knicks in general because this is, without question, the worst case scenario for the Knicks with the only possible sliver of optimism being the fact that at least he didn't tear his ACL the day after the trade deadline tomorrow. But in the matter of 48 hours, the Knicks' overall game plan for the next two years has been dramatically altered as a result of this injury. Because, again, uh, for those of you who did not uh, hear or see the clip, I'm going to play the soundbite from it. It's honestly the most devastating news possible the Knicks could have had. I mean, it's the I I I'm still digesting uh, uh, this because you know uh, it's just you're listening to Gus Johnson make the call there. I mean, Mike Breen had the call on. Uh, the Knicks broadcast uh, there. I mean, you see uh, Porzingis go down, and Porzingis has had worse injury scares this year. So at the time when that happened, I, I still thought that there was still a chance that he could be fine, even though he uh, he probably missed the All Star game going down. And it, an actual ACL tear means yes, he's done for the uh, season, but he's done for a year. He's seven three. There's no way the Knicks are going to rush him back from this. So you're talking about a full year of rehab at a minimum uh, to get ready uh, uh, to play again. And from uh, the looks of things for the Knicks, you're looking at 
a complete and utter fire sale uh, just to make sense out of all this. Because if you look at it, you've got a bunch of contracts. Uh, the albatross that is Joachim Noah that the Knicks can't give away even if they wanted to. Uh, the only thing uh, New, York, New York could do would be to waive Noah and use the stretch provision on his salary to reduce the cap hit uh, from 19 mil to uh, 6 mil. Not an attainable situation, but if you're going to stink for a while, which the Knicks are going to do, the Knicks are full. I mean, they were in a rebuild mode, but now they've had to hit the pause button on the rebuild and continue to suck for two years just to get this thing back in shape. Because as it stands right now, you know, you're looking at a season where you had a chance to make the playoffs, even though it was, it was a slim chance, but you still had a chance. Now you look at a squad that you'd be lucky if you're breaking 30 games this year. You might as well tank the rest of the game. So you, you got to figure out a way of dealing contracts like Courtney Lee, who's got two years left on his contract uh, at – just over 12 mil you got to figure out a way of uh, moving him uh, to someone else and getting picks in return uh, I made a mistake last night I thought Phil screwed up uh, uh, the draft pick this year for us for the, with the first round pick uh, luckily we still have our first round pick uh, for this year so we own the first round pick it's the second round pick uh, that uh, teams have the option of swapping with us uh, so at least we have a first round pick Tanking the rest of the season makes the most sense for the Knicks right now. And, you know, MSG people may not like it, but it, you know, at a certain point, you got to accept reality that, uh, and I'm going to get into the Rangers too for the exact same reason. People in New York have got to understand, and the, the callers will uh, call into the fan and uh, ESPN and complain about the state of the Knicks and hope that some saviors is going to swoop in and come for us. I mean, you're hearing near names like LeBron uh, being th- bandied about. You're going to hear names like Kyrie Irving coming home because he's a New Jersey guy to, to help fix the Knicks. The truth of the matter is the Knicks are screwed. But the reality in the long and short of it is, is that no one's going to feel sorry for us. So the Knicks have got to pull their heads out of their asses, and just accept the reality that you have now hit a major, major pothole in the road to recovery as a franchise. I mean, you, they were doing the right things, but you know what? Sometimes bad things happen even when, you do, uh, when you're doing the right thing. So now the Knicks have to readjust and make a number of changes to accommodate the fact that Porzingis is going to miss the rest of the season and half of the season next year. So you're you're taking this season and next season. There's You're not going to be a remotely competitive team for two years now. So basically you're looking at a situation where you, we're going into uh, the 2019-2020 uh, the, uh, season before the Knicks have a legit shot of being good again. So yeah, you got to figure out a way of moving a, a ton of these contracts by any means necessary to free uh, free up uh, uh, expiring cap space for that season because you're not going to be good. Uh, you're not going to be good uh, this year, uh, the rest of the way, and you're not going to be good next year. 
because half a season with a recovering Porzingis, uh, ACL surgeries, there's no guarantee he's even going to be close to 75% of where he was before an ACL tear. It's going to take him a while to rehab and get back into form, especially with his, uh, with his game being mostly based on his athleticism. It's going to take a while. So, again, for the Knicks, this is the worst-case scenario. The only thing uh, that benefits them is that they actually had uh, the timing where they can actually make some moves at the trading deadline tomorrow, uh, 3 p.m., where, uh, so Thursday, 3 p.m., they can move some contracts and restructure uh, their cap space so that by the 2019-2020 season, they can put themselves in a position to uh, acquire free agents and make a serious run. But, you know, as it stands, I mean, there's just nothing, and I mean nothing, uh, uh, remotely positive that you can um, make make it good. But it's just... Uh, it's a, it's going to be uh, just a rough go of things as it stands right now for the Knicks. All in all, just a miserable time to be a fan at MSG because this uh, this stretch run for the NBA season is going to be near unwatchable. Just having to dismantle the team and watch it completely tank, and you know maybe you turn the page from Hornacek through. No fault of his own, but you know the team doesn't still doesn't play any defense. So again, if they're not listening to him now, why why bother waiting another two years when you could bring in someone else that maybe you can grow a team with? So again, just a rough rough time uh, in general to be a fan of MSG because I talked about this last week with the Rangers and you know kind of do a little bit of an argument with someone yesterday who. Uh, was not as enlightened, shall we say, uh, thinking that the Rangers still had a sh- chance of uh, making the postseason. Why uh, Why would you trade fan favorites like uh, Zuccarello uh, and uh, others on the uh, Rangers when we can have a chance of making the playoffs? And my report uh, stance was, you know, it's, it's simple why you would trade uh, players on the Rangers. This team isn't good enough to win. I mean... Uh, in hindsight, Ottawa did us a favor last year by uh, dumping us out of the playoffs because uh, the Pens would have blitzed us last year just as badly as they blitzed us two years ago when they ran us out of MSG and uh, people were storming out of the garden because we were uh, just getting blown out the door and not even competitively uh, in uh, any of those games against the Pens. You know, this... this uh, the long and short of it is that the Rangers, depth-wise, are they're a good team. They don't have anything that separates you. And when you're in the playoffs, you're against all good to very good teams. So, again, when you don't have anything to separate you, because uh, Lundqvist has not been a top three goalie for a number of years now, nothing on paper about the Rangers screams that they can do anything to you. So when you don't have anything to fear with the Rangers then you have to make some serious changes. Now, this is just uh, another stance where the Rangers are better off trading every single member of that squad uh, if you can get decent value for it. So, 
uh, whether it's uh, Rick Nash, uh, who the Rangers uh, asked to get his no-trade clause list of teams. So he gave them 18 teams he was uh, blocking. So you got 12 options. So find, find a deal that um, uh, makes sense. Move him. Grabner, definitely you're moving him because you're going to get a, a decent value. You can get a first-round pick for Grabner uh, with uh, his goal-scoring totals. Uh, worst case, you get a high second-round pick that can turn into a conditional first. But, I mean, I, I think you can get a first-round pick outright from certain teams uh, just based off of some of the scoring depth uh, uh, teams are going to be looking for in the playoffs. You know, I brought up Vegas as a potential destination. Uh, Dallas is another option that's looking to solidify uh, their forward spots. There are teams in the mix uh, for the playoffs that have legitimate chances of uh, making a run, uh, similar to what Nashville did last year uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I I just look at this as saying uh, a situation where the Rangers have a ton of potential here to load themselves up for the next two years to make a legitimate run. And I mean a legitimate run. People are acting as though training these guys, it means you're blowing up the roster. No. The Rangers were not in a position to contend for two years now. Now, I thought uh, this offseason, when they moved Stepan, they were going to pull off a major trade to restock the roster. And instead, they traded Stepan and just kind of sat there and waited for something, something else to develop for them, uh, which never came. So with that uh, uh, bearing in mind, uh, they didn't do anything. So they just kind of uh, held form. So yeah, they we've just been in a holding pattern all year, and now we're finally taking the steps to uh, rectify that. So the Rangers need to do youth movement. Uh, they need some young centers. Uh, they've got Chittle and Anderson down at Hartford. So uh, there's a. Uh, there should be room for them to come up to the main roster as soon as the trade deadline passes. Cause by then you would hope that they would have moved, uh, uh, they would have moved Nash Grabner and maybe, uh, you can uh, get a deal for a couple other guys. I, I would still even look at moving Zook. I, you know, again, it's not that you're uh, actively looking to move fan favorites, but, if you can get high draft picks, you do it because, again, the Rangers squad as it stands, bunch of solid players. No one is irreplaceable on that uh, team. No one. I mean, if you told me that uh, uh, a year a year ago you still would have the possibility of uh, Brady Shea uh, with some of the deals that happened uh, in the NHL and uh, some of the forwards that did move that we could have had a chance of getting uh, getting a shot at the uh, likes of uh, Kyle Turris or Taylor, uh, Taylor Hall, and we were giving up Shea. I, I do those deals because, again, you need top-line fours to win a Stanley Cup. So whatever you got to do, if you got to move a good defenseman, guess what? You give up a defenseman to get a, a top-six forward. It, it, it's, it's a no-brainer to me. So, yes, I know fans don't want to hear talk of moving guys that they've grown attached to, guys that you bought jerseys for. I get all that. And it sucks as a season ticket holder to watch the team kind of bottom out and knowing that you're not going to make the playoffs. But guess what? you got to kind of grow up a bit. If you're serious about your team and winning it all, 
you're going to have to go through some pain. I mean, that's all there is to it. I mean, the Rangers 94 Cup run uh, involved having to move guys at the deadline, so you had to move guys like uh, Mike Gartner and Tony Amante, who were very capable players, but guess what? It helped them win the title uh, and it helped them win the Cup, so you know what? It was worth it. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. It, you know, folks just get way too emotionally invested in uh, the players, and then they get mad when players leave for more money because of uh, uh, they want a better better situation for their family. It's like you can't be that attached uh, to what your idea of loyalty is uh, uh, a player should have for a team. And uh, at the same time, you have to be realistic about what you need to do to uh, move forward as a team. And that's all there is to it. Sometimes you got to be cutthroat a bit. I mean, it, you know, that's all there is that it comes down to. So uh, right now, as it stands on the morning of February 7th, 2018, MSG is burning. There is no hope for the Knicks or the Rangers this season. And, you know, it's just one where you're just going to have to suck it up and bear it because uh, that's all there is we can do. There's not, nothing in terms of hope on the horizon at the moment. So the only thing you can do is uh, smart business decisions. That's all. Don't do anything stupid. Uh, don't try to replace uh, play some players with another star. Just make some moves, acquire assets, and kind of keep moving forward. It's like if you fall out of uh, the playoffs uh, completely and you're now cellar dwellers, it's not the worst thing in the world. There, there, There's a bigger picture to kind of focus on now, and it's time for the MSG faithful to get on board with that because this year is not our year, so why bother stretching it out any more than it has to be? going to move on to uh, another topic that – Cam and I covered last night, and that is the still uh, situation of Josh McDaniels leaving the Colts at the altar uh, by reneging uh, on his agreement to become uh, their uh, head coach. Now, the issue is the fact that as part of uh, the deal, the Colts had already started hiring... uh, assistance for McDaniels. So McDaniels has basically stiffed not only the Colts, but uh, the assistant coaches that had been uh, uh, hired uh, as, par- as part of the transition process. Two assistant coaches that were signed by the Colts, uh, so Matt Eberfluss, uh, who was the Cowboys uh, assistant head coach and linebackers coach, uh, he signed to be the defensive coordinator, and Dave DeGugliano uh, was going to be the, off, uh, the offensive line coach. You know, I commend the Colts here because both those guys signed contracts, and the Colts for now are honoring those contracts. But again, this is such a scuzzy move. Because you you just left you guys that because everybody knows in the NFL it, it's a based on relationships so you bring the guys that you're comfortable with uh, uh, with you to certain spots. I mean, it, <laughs> put it mildly, 
McDaniels just stabbed his own boys in the back. So uh, he got cold feet at the last minute. He leveraged it with Kraft and uh, basically kind of left those guys high and dry. The Colts didn't have to honor anything that they signed them to because they didn't bring them. Uh, they were brought in all the false pretenses because the coach that was supposed to be there ain't coming. So what uh, McDaniels did technically wasn't illegal because he never signed a formal contract. But, you know, from a moral and ethical standard, yeah, the guy's a scumbag because, A, you brought people along for a ride and then you cha- and then you ditched them in the in in the bus uh, uh, mid course without actually uh, without actually giving them any chance of uh, of uh, getting out of the situation. Now the case is is that uh, uh, McDaniel's had cold feet at the last minute because the Patriots were able to make a last minute push. Maybe they uh, matched the money or made it better than what the Colts were offering. So maybe he's the highest paid. O- off uh, coordinator in the league and making head coaching money. And they're saying that he didn't want to uh, move his family. Listen, NFL coaches move their families all the time. Like this seems like the lamest Pat excuse to uh, protect uh, one of their guys that the craft is putting out there in the media. This is, this is lame. There is no difference now about the family situation that it was, a month ago when you were going through uh, the deliberations on this. Nothing has changed. I, I mean, this is just such a lame excuse being put out there. The truth of the matter is is that whatever Kraft did to work out the details with McDaniels and what it's being reported is that uh, Bill Belichick's contract is up in a year. So Belichick is only going to put up with uh, Brady and Kraft for another year. Maybe there's some truth to the ESPN story that uh, Brady and Belichick are not on good terms because of the Garoppolo trade and how it went down and uh, Belichick uh, being pissy about Tom's uh, TV12 snake, uh, snake oil guru salesman uh, hanging around the team too much. But whatever the case may be, McDaniels created a... a committed rather career suicide by turning down this job offer and just burning his assistant coaches no team in the league is going to take him seriously from a, a head coaching standpoint so he's all in on the Patriots at this point with an aging Tom Brady who's going to be 41 42 uh, by the time Bill Belichick steps down uh and, I mean, that's great. You get to have maybe one or two years of Brady to start your coaching career, and then you're going to have to reinvent the wheel all over again with the next appointed savior of the franchise. Uh, because, again, it's easier being the guy after the guy who replaces the guy than being the guy who replaces the guy because everyone is going to be looking to – rag on you for every slip up that happens along the way because you never get the appreciation of the guy uh, who preceded you you're just the guy who's the placeholder until the real savior comes I don't know why Josh McDaniels would want to put himself in a spot where he's constantly compared to Bill Belichick but he signed up for that so he's got to own it and I, I have no sympathy for him if this does not pan out whatsoever because 
again, he made his bed and chose to lie in it. So, uh, whatever happens for the Patriots from here on out, it's his choice. So, no one, no one should write a uh, a sad tale for McDaniel's if this does not work out well for him uh, going forward. But you know, we'll see how the Patriots melodrama plays out. But this offseason has become so, so much more interesting for the Patriots just to figure out what uh, they kind of do from a free agency standpoint and in the draft because you got a ton of question marks and what looks to be a dead uh, a dead uh, duck a year for Bill Belichick uh, trying to rule with an iron fist when it looks like the heir apparent has already been selected for him and will be moving in sooner rather than later because, again, why would McDaniel spurn a head coaching job unless he was going to get the head coaching gig within the next two years? It doesn't make any sense. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's looking more and more likely that whether Bill Belichick wants to retire or, is, uh, or not or is he just going to get pushed out the door, McDaniels is going to be the head coach at some point in the near future, uh, possibly even uh, 2019 as it stands. So, again, interesting development to say the least because, uh, again, uh, the deal with the Colts seemed to be uh, a done deal with the uh, eyes down and T's crossed. Uh, Mike Florio put the story out there that McDaniels was uh, reconsidering the position. I mean, everyone was jumping on him. But guess what? Florio was right. I mean, he, he usually is right on uh, stuff, but... You know, it's just a bizarre tale because, again, you don't come this far in the process to renege on a deal. It it just really doesn't happen. The only last time this uh, kind of situation happened happened to be with Bill Belichick in the New York Jets, which was uh, was covered in the thirty for thirty. But there were extenuating circumstances in that case with the Jets ownership uh, being up in the air at, at the time. This, you know. Whether you like Jim, uh, uh, Jim Mercer or not, Jim Mercer is running the Colts. So he was, I mean, you went through the interview process. You knew what you had on hand here. Like I said, nothing had changed in the month coming up to uh, uh, McDaniels finalizing his decision process of uh, if he's serious about moving to uh, Indianapolis other than he got the word from on high with uh, Bob Kraft that, yes, you are the guy, you know, don't go. We're going to match the money and we're going to name you the head coach when Bill leaves or we'll non-renew Bill's contract and you get to be the guy. I I don't know what Kraft promised him, but it had to be something along those lines because, again, uh, McDaniels created, uh, committed a career suicide and for what I have no idea why, because the Patriots would be a massive rebuild job once Tom Brady retires, and again, he's got to retire at some point, so it's it's only a matter of time, uh, so it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, and when the, uh, the, that day comes, someone's going to be left holding the bag, and Josh McDaniels has volunteered for that job for reasons that I'm still trying to fathom, but... That's all for now. Uh, you know, like I said, hopefully Knicks fans can take some solace in the fact that 
the Knicks can make some moves at the trade deadline to help the situation a little bit, but there's nothing to look forward to for the next couple of months for uh, MSG goers uh, between the Knicks and the Rangers, unfortunately. So uh, that's all for today, and uh, we'll catch up uh, a bit later uh, for All-Star Weekend uh, as we close out the week. Have a good one, folks. talked about position in all of sports the quarterback and now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field celebrity qb featuring four-time super bowl champion coach charlie weiss unlike other football shows you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks like is this the year tom brady finally looks his age will dating danica patrick distract aaron Rodgers? i mean he's dating danica patrick charlie we're interested in that you know well i mean tommy's got giselle i'll, <laughs> I'll take giselle okay is dak prescott good enough to win a super bowl for the cowboys which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018 how about intellectually charlie as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now the game has changed but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous Join Charlie Wise and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.